Hey there, Forward listeners. Before we begin this episode, I wanted to tell you about the Forward Member Insider Program. As you know, Forward's goal is to make a difference in the lives of Christian women in the workplace around the world, and one of the ways we do that is through our Member Insider Program. Becoming a Forward Member Insider is an easy and meaningful way to give back to Forward, while in return you receive over $750 in exclusive member benefits for less than three cents a day. For more information on becoming a Member Insider, visit forwardwomen.org members. That's the number 4-W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash members. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. Christians often hear the phrase spiritual growth, and we think we understand what it means, but do we? If you're like me, you probably think that growth is about getting more into the word, beefing up my prayer life, so it's not just me asking God for things, or being more regular about attending Sunday morning service. Guilty. (laughs) Spiritual growth is including all of those things for sure, but it's also so much more. Spiritual growth goes beyond our life at church and in our faith, and it spills over into our impact. It spills over into impacting our work life and our relationships. Joining me today to dive more into this topic is Kim Vestine. Kim is a passionate communicator who enjoys equipping people to live a vibrant life in Christ and fulfill their God-given purpose. She's a realtor in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and serves as chaplain on the Forward Board in South Lake, Texas. In 2019, she launched Ambassadors of the Kingdom, which brings together local Christian business leaders to pray and serve their clients and communities well in the cities in which they serve. She's also a certified chaplain and licensed minister and holds certifications in coaching, counseling, chaplaincy, and public speaking. So I really can't think of a better person to be sharing with us about growing Mm -hmm. as a Christian, can you? So Kim, again, thank you so much for being on today. Oh, what a fun, what a fun introduction, uh, Jordan. Thank you so much for the honor and the delight to get to have this conversation uh, together today. I'm, I'm, I've been really excited about oh, doing well, this. Well, me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me too. I was able topic. to hear from you. Yes. And I was able to hear from you um, at our forward retreat this past year. So I'm excited because I know what's coming. <laughs> it's going to be good, guys. <laughs> That's great. Well, so let's start by talking about why there is such a struggle. Let's focus on work. There is such a struggle to bring it, our faith into our workplace. And, you know, why do we often discount our workplace as a mission field? Because, I mean, it's where we spend, let's be honest, probably the majority of our time. So why do we kind of always overlook that? Well, you you said that, I think, really well. Um, most of us uh, may spend at least what, 40 hours a week? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of us a whole lot more <laughs> than that. <Yeah. laughs> um, and honestly, when you do the math over a lifetime, they say, you know, just 40 hours a week is 90,000 hours in wow. a lifetime. That yeah. is a lifetime. That is yeah. like a huge investment. And I, I think it's a little sad and challenging because, you know, when we go, let's say we go to church on Sunday, so much times we, I think there's a lot of instruction given at church that actually can disconnect us from what happens Monday through Saturday, you know, in a given Mm -hmm. week. It's kind of like we've created over the decades, as you study church history, we've actually created kind of a spiritual hierarchy of ministry Mm -hmm. and, and kind of like we, we define it in our mind as well. If you're in ministry, it's full-time vocational ministry, which I believe truly devalues 
how Jesus came and he sent all of us. He commissioned and he sent mm-hmm. all of us into the world. I mean, honestly, he said, go into the world, disciple nations. He didn't say all of you that have seminary degrees, theology degrees, or great training um, in the word. He didn't say that. Just go out, be filled with his spirit that he gave mm-hmm. us and go in disciple nations, which we think, uh, I live in America. I go to work every day. I had, I may have a family to take care of. We think of going to the nations as go to Africa or India or be a missionary overseas. And yet that I truly believe is a counterfeit mm. truth of what Jesus gave on, like live this life daily and wherever you are is the assignment. So I, I guess that's what I want to wonder if we should keep asking ourselves, what if our work is more than just having a job title or mm. um, a degree behind it, or maybe it's more than just uh, having to earn a paycheck. But what if our work is a calling to serve God's purposes uh, in the world? Um, yeah. You know, it was Eugene Peterson who, who said this in his book called uh, Christ Plays in 10,000 Places. And he says this, I'm prepared to contend that the primary location for spiritual formation is in the workplace. Hmm. Um, pretty potent because honestly, that's where we can often be most challenged um, right. because we see the standards, right? In the work arena, often they're measured by performance. They're measured by, are you hitting your objectives, your goals? Um, we all kind of feel expendable. Whether we have a company that we're managing our own business or if we are in a strategic management position or wherever that's at, Sometimes we're looked at for what we do, right? Rather than for who we are. That's the upside down kingdom that we're, we're living in is the kingdom of heaven says, no, this is all about who you are, whatever it is that you're doing. And so when, when, when we look at scripture that, you know, that he's given us the Holy Spirit to help us cultivate, you know, those fruits of the spirit that we don't really like to do that inside out work, you know, love, being joy in the workplace, being peace in the workplace, um, bringing goodness and gentleness, kindness, self-control, having perseverance, like going above and beyond. Um, wow. What would it look like? Um, so don't you think who the enemy of our soul is, which is Satan would love to, um, diminish what our role is in the world and in the sphere that God has given us and what he's put Mm -hmm. us in. Don't mm-hmm. you think that that would be yes. one of his number one tricks is like, if I make you feel like you have to segment your faith from what you do. Um, and, and, and I think even sometimes, uh, what we bought into a separation of church and state that we think that we can't have a vibrant faith that is making a difference in the workplace and in the marketplace, um, is, is just a, a really big trap of the enemy. And, um, I, I have to constantly remind myself that Jesus is actually good news. Um, we live in a dark world. Do you think it's depressing out there? Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. a little. I mean, just yeah, a little. It's a little depressing out there. I mean, and oftentimes, honestly, in the marketplace, in the workplace, our businesses, there is not a lot of hope. There is not mm-hmm. a lot of good news. I mean, lots of people are are medicating themselves in so many ways. And yet this is what Colossians says. Colossians 127 is so powerful. 
living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectations of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know it. Mm. So how does he do that? By, you know, showing up to them in dreams and visions. Yeah, he may do that. But quite frankly, he's put a person, real person in front of them uh, to actually be a picture of his heart right here on the earth. And so I think we diminish uh, the spiritual significance of our sphere of influence. So, you know, I I think that we've got to be challenged in ourselves. Like, let's don't separate our faith from what we do. Um, Our work is designed to be an expression of worship to Him. And, um, Mm. And it's more than reading our Bible or talking about our quiet time in front of other people. I mean, um, it's this incredible relationship that we've been given. And, and then he gives us the Holy spirit. Who's the best teacher to lead and guide us. Like, how do I do this every day? Mm -hmm. Um, it's really a powerful life and and opportunity that we've been given to live this vibrant expression, you know, and I think the world's crying out for it. Oh, for sure. You know, they may not know it. That's what it is. Um, but there is such a deep spiritual hunger for, being known, having hope and a, and a promise that mm. it goes beyond what's happening in politics, um, mark, the stock market and those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you and I talked before this, um, you had some really great points about advantages that Christian women in the workplace have because of their faith. So can mm-hmm. you just kind of talk through some of those? Sure. Love to. And again, you may hear these and think, I heard, I've heard that before. I know that. Right. But we can know it in our head, but are we experientially living it in our heart? Is it a vibrant part of our DNA? And, and number one is the greatest hope that number one, we have Emmanuel. What does that mean? God with us Mm -hmm. living inside of us. So we're never on our own to figure things out in the, at work, in our businesses and trying to figure out how am I going to get this product that we're trying to develop and get into the marketplace? How do I manage the people that are, um, help them be more productive in what they're doing? Uh, We don't have to do that in isolation because God is with us at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've sung about that, but realistically think about it. Every other religion in the world Hinduism, Buddhism, um, Muslim, I mean, whatever you can think of is about a deity. Some of those have thousands of gods that are dead. They are Mm -hmm. not living and breathing. And we have the only God that is alive and well. He is speaking to us. Holy Spirit is is the teacher. He's helping us to hear the heart of God and to know what to do. So number one, that's one of the biggest advantages that we have. So Emmanuel means that when we're in crisis, we're challenged. He's the one that can bring peace when there's massive chaos, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we can come into the workplace as an advantage because he's our prince of peace. He is the giver of hope that that's not just temporary for what's happening in the markets this week. This is eternal. Like I have a bigger perspective 
on life than what's happening in this situation right now. Um, and I think both of those things, peace and hope are really in desperate short supply um, in the world right now. And so we've got number two, we have the Holy Spirit. I I, I like to say Holy Spirit is our divine advantage um, in the marketplace. I, it's almost an unfair advantage that we have (laughs) over people who don't know Christ and have his spirit living in us. Um, when others are panicking, like I said earlier, when others are panicking at, uh, you know, I have a friend who's a stockbroker and she's managing people's finances. And of course, right now dealing with the crises and all of that, but her provision that she has is she can provide peace. She also has I mean, if God created all things, he has wisdom and understands all things flow from him. Don't you think he can give divine strategies for wisdom and how to navigate the marketplace? Um, All he's looking to us is just to look at him to ask. When, When our marriages are falling apart, Holy Spirit is the great counselor. So, you know, we're, we're the message that in a relationship with Jesus Christ, um, in the marketplace, God is our provider, not my employer, Mm -hmm. not, not, maybe I don't have money to meet payroll this week, but I have worked with business people with massive payrolls who are struggling with getting in the revenue. And literally we would pray together and we would ask the Lord for his provision for what was needed for that week. And we've seen God do miracles over and over and over again for me and my husband, my real estate business, my clients are not my provision. I've shifted my thinking. God is my sole provider. Mm. My provision comes from Lord. Every good and perfect gift comes from God above. So that releases the tension. And when I feel tension creeping up because, man, we all want to have, you know, better retirement accounts. We want to have maybe more money in the bank or whatever that looks like. But the truth is my only peace is going to come when I know that he is my source and he promised he would mm. never leave or forsake. So yeah, that's, it's a phenomenal question. What advantage do we have? Do you think when you see people struggling around you that whatever provision you have an understanding could be a source of comfort, hope, and encouragement to somebody else? Yeah. Maybe, but for sure, if we're walking in peace when everybody is freaking out, that is for sure going to draw attention. Like, how are you walking in such peace right now? Yeah. creates a great conversation. Yeah. Um, it, it is just those that what we're living out can create some really incredible conversations. And I, some of my best business strategies, honestly, through the years have come in prayer in hmm. my time, in my conversation with the Lord, I have gotten amazing downloads that honestly, I didn't have, I didn't have the wisdom to do it. I didn't know what to do. And yeah. so yeah, that's, that's a phenomenal divine advantage Yeah, <laughs> uh, because it's, it's all about bringing him glory. I'm not trying to get those things to make him look great. I mm. really want it to testify to the goodness of God that I serve and know, yeah. and he's available, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but you know, there is this really unique position that Christians are in when they're in the workplace that you are potentially one of the only people that your coworkers are even going to hear about God through, which might sound crazy in today's world, but it's true. And maybe, maybe not hear about God, but definitely see, you know, Christianity lived out. So, Mm -hmm. you know, how was the best way 
that any Christian in the workplace should approach that potential position? Well, it's pretty simple, actually. It's really, really simple. And, and that's my passion is we have so overcomplicated Christianity mm-hmm. and walking yeah. with Jesus. We've created so many laws and guidelines and expectations. And I think if we make it complicated, it's difficult to make it reproducible. And that's true yeah. uh, in almost any setting. So yeah. we go back to the simplicity of we, we do what Jesus did. What mm-hmm. did Jesus do? Well, he talked to people. Um, and then when he saw the problems and the challenges and the situations, what does scripture say that Jesus did constantly? He went away. He would retreat. He would go talk to his father and he would listen. And so when we, when we approach the, you know, the potential of maybe being the only people that our coworkers may meet, um, we, we, we get the opportunity to cultivate like a garden our lifestyle that says we are talking to the Lord. We can talk to him all the time in the craziness of the day, in our cars. And we, we, we don't have to be on our knees. We don't have to be in the church building. We're outside. That's why in the New Testament, this is one of the most exciting things to me. When Jesus came, he said, no longer is my presence to dwell in a building. In, in, in a temple, my temple is you. You are my temple where I live and dwell in you. So we're like this walking, expressive picture of the, his body here on earth. And mm-hmm. so we, we can just simply talk. Prayer is a conversation. And then specifically learning to, to listen to the Holy Spirit, recognize his voice. And secondly, see people the way that God sees them. Mm-hmm. I think that's our biggest challenge. We, we, we may see that co-worker, our business partner is being complicated, difficult, <laughs> challenging. I mean, we've all had, we've all had it, yeah. right? Maybe every right. day. Yeah. But, but when our heart cry begins, Lord, I want to see this person the way you see them. And even when we see people overreacting, and if we're in a place of prayer, like, Lord, what's going on in them that is causing them to be so difficult or challenging right now? And it's the, 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 the early church used the uh, Latin term, the imago Dei, that we are all created in the image of God, even when we don't know it. So while not all of our behavior may look like Christ, of course, we see that in the world all around us. We who have the mind of Christ can actually have the power to see other people with our, with his perspective. So number one, um, we, we pray, we have conversation and listen to the Holy Spirit to help us to see people. Secondly, mm-hmm. we want to help him, ask him to help us see the opportunities, you know, that are right in front of us mm-hmm. every day. We're, we're looking for something big and glaring, but honestly, it may be that the, the, every single person that you're in front of each day. What is he saying about that? We're having to wake up and be thinking about that a little bit more intentionally, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, um, may we be humble and confident and courageous by giving of ourselves, making time to listen, um, giving hope, sharing wisdom, caring, you know, giving our strategies, having compassion. We we're living in we are deluged with craziness in our world that just rips at our heartstrings, right? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. when you look at sex trafficking, there's, you know, tornadoes, hurricanes. I mean, this stuff is happening all around us. And it's easy for us, I think, to get desensitized mm-hmm. because the needs are almost overwhelming. And we typically think it's so big. There's nothing I can do about that. And right. so we right. check out. And I would say for us, it is time to check back in and literally mm-hmm. be at his agent's of a goodness right here in, in the very, um, place where we're spending quite frankly, most of our life Yeah, <laughs> in the marketplace, right? Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, and so uh, another thing that we talked about prior to this was loving well. And I think mm. that's an interesting term. And, you know, so how do we love well, the people that we work with and, honestly teach ourselves to look beyond company Mm. goals and just really appreciate the people that are we're working with or on our team. You know, how is this an example of living out our faith at work? Well, it can be a challenge in our natural understanding, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, because again, we are often all measuring ourselves by other people's performance, others expectations of us. But um, there is a huge movement, and I call it a movement, and it's that exciting that's really happening all over the world with people really coming to a fresh understanding that, you know, when Paul said, offer up your bodies as a living sacrifice to God, we think worship is going to church, singing a song, or even the fact that we show up at church, right, or have a community gathering or whatever, read our Bibles. Those things are... um, Worship, but worship is way bigger than that. Those are just different expressions. So if he's called us to bring his goodness into the darkness, um, how do we do that? So there are, there are companies that are very strategically saying, God, how can our company, how can, or even if they don't have their own company, but maybe they're at that, that C level manager or they're at a different level of management or, um, you don't even have to be a manager, whatever work it is task you have in your, in your business is how can I, um, do this in such an excellent way that it brings glory to God? How do I care for people? So I have a great story. A friend of mine right here in Dallas, Fort Worth area, um, has a manu- an engineering manufacturing company in the North Fort Worth area. And, uh, the CEO, his name is David. And, you know, he's been a believer most all of his life. And, has really struggled with this company that he has built. Um, and he saw for a number of years how um, people were not getting along. There was severe competition within his company. Um, there was a lot of anger among the employees. I mean, there was some crazy stuff going on. And one day he was crying out to God. He's like, God, I know that you offer something better than what I know how to share here. I, how can I help bring your kingdom and what that looks like here in this company? And so he started getting mentored by another huge building company here in Texas that had been mentoring their management to love their people that worked Mm. for them. And so I, I was curious about the details of that. And literally, this is what David said. Okay. Remember, he's an engineer pretty left brain. And he is the first one to tell you, I don't even really like people. I know I'm supposed to love them, (laughs) but I don't even really like people. So Mm. this is so beyond my own personality type, my own, you know, but in my heart, I know that I'm called to do more. 
And so what he has done is he's challenged himself to begin to care about the people that work in his company. And I said, okay, what does that look like? He's like, so now I have a meeting every single week with every one of my managers and I'm not asking them about their performance goals. I'm not asking them about their work, and how they're doing. I'm asking questions of, hey, how, how are you and your wife doing in your marriage? How's, what, mm. Are you guys having any challenges? Mm. How's your kids doing? Um, how are you doing? And he said, you know, honestly, when I st- started it, everything in me wanted to just cut off the conversation, but I set myself a goal. I'm going to give at least 45 minutes and I'm not going to ask anything about work. I'm going to ask and try to get to know them. Mm-hmm. So the experiment has been phenomenal because he hired, he, you know, he's got a large company of every culture, every faith, every gender you can mm-hmm. name of. And so I asked him, I said, well, when you're hiring management that may even have different values, extremely yeah. different values than what you believe in, how are you training them to follow that model when they may not even be believers and know anything about Jesus himself. He said, mm-hmm. well, actually it's pretty simple. I tell them, you just do what you see me doing. Yeah. Yeah. Now think about that. When Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So mm-hmm. he is actually mentoring. So he had a situation where um, one of the, the managers is in a, you know, a, 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 a gay relationship and, you know, he, while he doesn't understand that relationship, this manager was struggling about their partner in their relationship. And, you know, he said, you know, God really challenged me. Like, how do I care about them and the pain that's going on in their heart? So even in today's culture, where there are so many changes that are happening within our culture, Jesus still gives strategies on how we learn to care for people. So for me in my business, in real estate, or whether I've been managing companies, nonprofits, the different things I've done over the years, the key thing is, do I care more about the person than what they're doing for me? Mm-hmm. That's what, huge. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, what is the benefit of having spiritual sounding boards in our lives? Um, and how do we create these groups? And I guess let's like, let's define it too. <laughs> what is a sure. spiritual sounding board? Yeah. A spiritual sounding board is, I would say it looks like this. It looks like somebody that you know, or that you see that seems to have some strength and some stability in their life in spiritual areas. And that you look at them and go, man, I wish I had that. Mm. I wish I knew how they're walking that out. And we, we, and that may be, I mean, that doesn't have to be a, even a complicated thing, but a spiritual sounding board is a place where I can go and find a place to ask questions, get encouragement, draw strength, get counsel and wisdom. Because, you know, scripture says there's, there's wisdom in account in a multitude of counsel. Um, obviously getting the right counsel is important. So I, I would say a spiritual sounding board is somebody who's out there living it, modeling it would be somebody that you would want to pursue in having a relationship with them so that you can glean from them and you will have things to share with them as well. Mm. It's a partnership. Yeah. And you know, what, and if you say to me, well, I, I don't, I don't know that I know anybody like that. Um, first of all, I will tell each of us, um, this is critical. 
we, we were actually designed and created to live within community. Mm-hmm. But the greatest challenge in our culture right now is we are living more and more isolated lives. Yeah. Can you, you know, where we're, we're, we're segmented from each other. We're living by our text messages and that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, I can come home at night and pull into my driveway right into my garage and never, ever see my neighbor next door. Seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. And so I think that we, now I think we, more than ever, we have to be super intentional to at least work to find one other person with whom we can pray, yeah. share our struggles, find mutual encouragement in, in what our true identity and what God says about us and what, what he says about our calling in the marketplace. Um, for example, I, I had a phone call this morning with a, a commercial real estate developer who's partnering with me on a deal. And um, this, in his mind, this could completely be viewed as a transaction. Yeah. And I shared with him, I said, listen, these, these two individuals that we're working with, I've been cultivating this relationship for three years. They're from other countries. And I know that God put me in front of them for a reason. And it's way mm-hmm. bigger than this transaction. And so he's, he's also a believer. And I said, I want you, when we get together and we meet with them, number one, I want to know, I'm going to ask questions to find out what's going on in their world on a personal mm-hmm. level. And then we're going to maybe get to the business part of it. I said, I, I just want you to know that we're partnering in this for what God's heart is for them. This is way bigger than a transaction. And his response to me was, Kim, I am so glad. I mean, <laughs> this guy is a veteran. He's, he's, he's brilliant at what he does. He's in a lot of Bible study groups. And he does all this stuff. And he, he looked at me this morning and he said, I needed you to remind me of that today. I would have completely forgotten. He said, I've got a stack of clients sitting here on my desk and I have not thought of them that way. And you've challenged Mm. me today. So, (laughs) so, you know, again, the power of two coming into agreement. So find one person, start with one person. Yeah. And uh, it, it can, it can be a game changer for you. So let's, let's get down to some tips. We all love tips. So what, what do you have for us um, as far as things that we can do to just make sure we're continuously growing our faith, but also making sure that we're growing it confidently? Oh, well said. I love that. Growing it confidently. Well, number one, remember that we were created the greatest romance story of all time is told in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the greatest love story. Yeah. <laughs> Every other love story is somehow patterned after that love relationship. So we're created for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Christianity is about a relationship with God who, who he is alive and well, and he longs for that communion with us. Um, I think sometimes we push him away because of our business or because of the emptiness that we may think I'm not enough. I, I may have screwed up here. I may have done that wrong. That's a lie. Okay. Pursue yeah. him in every facet, no matter whether you feel like you're getting it right or wrong. Um, you know, we have to create times of Sabbath where we are choosing to stop doing everything that we're doing. And I am in a, this year, I'm in a severe area of working on this myself, mm-hmm. creating Sabbath periods of rest, which were designed to be still and be refreshed. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. critical. I mean, even God set the model that on the seventh day, did he need to rest? No. 
when he was making creation, he, he doesn't get tired, no. but he said a model like this was for us to follow that we mm-hmm. need to, we need to be still. That doesn't mean going shopping. That doesn't mean, um, getting groceries, doing all the errands and chores. This literally means Sabbath yeah. time. And that doesn't mean going to church. Okay. Sabbath time really means time to stop doing anything and, and, and literally allow your heart to get still and quiet and be refreshed. And, you know, um, <laughs> when we say, oh, yeah, that's I've heard keep the Sabbath and, and all of that. But, hey, listen, remember when God was creating the whole world, God who doesn't get tired, he doesn't get weary. <laughs> but God <laughs> on the seventh day, you know, he said he it says he rested. He mm. did that as a model for us. He, he wasn't trying to multitask on that seventh day. He wasn't trying to get errands done. He literally rested. And there is a holy thing that happens, right? When, we, when we're making time and you're taking a walk in the park, right? And you're listening to nature. I don't know what it is that makes your heart go, oh my goodness, I, can, I, my, I feel my stress. I feel, I feel like God is nearer. We need to create and find a way to create Sabbath rest in our every week. That's where we're being quiet and still listening, doing things that our hearts enjoy, like being out in nature, listening to God, getting re recreated inside of us. And mm. honestly, this doesn't happen by accident. It has to be scheduled in hardcore on your calendar. Yeah. It just yeah. does. Okay. So we create a Sabbath, number one, to stay refreshed. Um, get a part, be a part of encouraging groups. I think this is critical, like for a word. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those organizations that help provide encouraging tools. Um, Diane's written a great book on that topic. There is another great study series called um, by um, Faith and Company, which great, gives great example of how to do business on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. Great videos and stuff like that. The most important one I want to talk about that I think is is maybe something that sounds like a new idea, and that is, I call it practicing Emmanuel moments um, hmm. in your day. And what that looks like is how do I create those intentional moments when I'm driving to literally focus on the Lord and say, Lord, I know you're here with me. I want to hear what you have to say. And talk to him where it's like a consistent thing that we're doing throughout the day and then stopping to listen. And yeah. get, get the guidance. And so, you know, scripture says that Jesus went about doing good, not being nice. He did good, but that's because mm-hmm. he was listening and refreshing himself in, in, in his father so that he could go and give. And that's what we have to learn to do better. Yeah. Well, as we get ready to go, unfortunately, yes. um, is there anything else that you'd like to share? I would like to share, if I could, just one quick point. Um, sure. In Second uh, Corinthians five twenty, and I, I I want each one listening to hear this spoken over you because this is this was written for you and it says this: You, Jordan, are an ambassador of the Anointed One, who carry the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And so we need to cultivate. Cultivate the belief in yourself that you are his ambassador right where you are now, not somebody else. And you are qualified because Jesus says you are not Mm -hmm. because of anything else, but Jesus says 
you're my it, you're me yeah. here on the earth. And so I wonder, um, Jordan, would it be okay for me just to say a simple prayer of blessing and encouragement over to anyone that might be listening to this today? Oh, I think that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Oh, Father, I just thank you for this powerful one that is listening right now. May they feel your good pleasure over them right now, wherever they are. And may your heart and your joy and your delight be expanded in them right now so that they have capacity to love the people right in front of them in their workplace, at the grocery store, at the post office, in their neighborhood, Lord, with your heart. Lord, I thank you for providing them with an opportunity every day. And I thank you, Lord, that they're going to grow and help point others to your goodness. Lord, help them to be conduits of your wisdom, of your strategies, of your compassion and your goodness so that there will be others who will look at their lives and and, and bring glory to you because, Lord, you're worthy of it. Lord, I pray that you would enable them to believe that they really can do all things through Christ who gives them strength today. So let your joy and gladness be upon them today. And may they go in renewed strength and focus and calling today. In Jesus' name, amen. We're glad you joined us for this conversation with Kim about growing your faith and living it out boldly in your workplace. For more information about this episode, please check out the show notes on our website, forwardwomen.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N dot org slash podcast. If you're listening somewhere other than our website, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your preferred listening platform and leave us a review to let us know what you think. We appreciate any feedback that we can get and always want to make sure that we're featuring the topics that you're interested in hearing about. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.